0: What's up y'all, Elise Smith here and welcome back to the Socially Awesome Podcast. I am so excited to be bringing this second episode to you today to follow up with our theme of branding in September. If you missed the first episode, I highly recommend you go back and give it a listen. It's only about 12 and a half-ish minutes, and it really dove into the psychology of colors when building your brand, which most people don't know is so important. There's a whole psychology behind it. So I won't go into that today just because today is all about typography, which Actually, is a fancy word for fonts. Okay. So we're going to dive into that. But really quick, if you're just listening for the first time, a little bit about me. I'm a mompreneur of three, an autism mom, hence the misspelling of awesome in my company name, an affiliate marketer, a network marketer, an influencer, and I own a social media marketing agency. And my entire goal of my podcast is to give you tips and tricks in less than 10 minutes you to be able to take them and implement them in your social media business. So let's dive back in. I have a serious passion for branding, all things style guide. I have a creative brain. And in September, we are talking about all the things that you need to incorporate into your brand kit. Now, I will invite you that we are hosting a build a brand workshop. And I'm not talking about a regular $27 training that you would get and just listen. This is a workshop, get a babysitter, Make sure you're present, get your laptop out, and let's build your brand to elevate some of these things that you've been wanting to incorporate in your social media business and you don't know how. And what I'm talking about is going to be reels on Canva. You know, there are days as an entrepreneur, I just don't want to show my face. I'm exhausted. I'm not feeling my extra confidence today. Um, My kids are running around crazy in the background and I can't even get five minutes to make a reel without them running in the background, right? You have experienced that. So there are ways to still get your value out there, still get your message out there in Canva without even showing your face. We're going to be doing intro, outro videos for YouTube and StreamYard. We're going to be talking about animating some of your stories, all of these things in a two-hour, workshop. So make sure that you get in that workshop. I'll drop the registration link in the show notes below. And of course, I talk a lot more about it inside my private community, Socially Awesome Entrepreneurs, which that link will be in the show notes below as well. But today we're talking all about font psychology, typography. Okay. And it's so important. Most people, now the average person probably can't tell the difference between a Times New Roman and an aerial font. However, what they can tell is when all of your images have different fonts and it's not cohesive. So today I want to give you a little bit of backstory on fonts, what you should incorporate when when deciding what font you're going to use and how you can make that decision based on what each font represents. So let's dive in. Fonts in particular leave a good or a bad impression in the mind of a person or a customer. For example, if you see a corporate company that's using something like Curls, you might be considering, eh, that's not really appropriate, right? And if you don't know what Curls font is, I highly recommend you go Google it. It is the most girly font. I use it a lot of times on my daughter's hair bows, but it's not something I would expect to see from a corporate level company, right? So even though the message was, the message intended to be sent by that corporate company. The font did not allow me to take it very seriously. Now, I will tell you that in branding, by associating the right font style, you're also gonna provoke a different thought or emotion with the viewer. And we talked a lot about this in episode one, the emotion behind colors. The same thing is with font. So let me give you a couple tips on how to choose the correct Font. So you might have to Google some of these and I'll spell them out just because I know my my Southern Mississippi accent. Depending on where you're listening from, you might have an issue spelling it. But the first tip is going to be Serif and that's S-E-R-I-F. Okay. Serif is known as a traditional font. This is used a lot in headings. Um, it go It's your kind of your go to font for brands that have a formal tone or a formal design. So some examples are going to be Times New Roman, which if you went to elementary school in Mississippi, you used Times New Roman for everything. It was the standard font that we used, not even just elementary, all the way through high school. Um, it's easily legible, so you're not having issues deciphering what message you're trying to get across. You can also look for Bakersville, um, Garmin. There's a couple different fonts that are in that serif category um, but they're known because of the small flick at the top. So go in your word or Google Google Docs and type it put in serif and you'll see um, some of the different options. It's a very popular choice because of the tone that it portrays okay. It also tends to provoke trust uh, with its with its reader and I think that's just because it is one of the most common types of fonts out there. So um, they're used a lot in magazines financial institutions, jewelry lines, law firms, schools. Like I said, schools are common to use it. So serif fonts are probably the most traditional. Now you've got what's called sans serif fonts, which they tend to have thinner strokes um, and a thinner width. But if you're looking at a sans serif font, these are gonna be like Arial, and that's spelled A-R-I-A-L, not like the mermaid, of course. Um, But these fonts you'll recognize with things like Google, Netflix, Spotify, those are all sans serif fonts, and they're thinner, so they can fit their whole brand word or logo in a smaller space, okay? Um, It's clean, it's readable, it's legible, um it, it it's modern it's innovative so it, it's a way to incorporate that trust factor of a serif font but in a more modern way then you've got slab serif fonts and slab is in like a concrete slab slab serif font. slab serif fonts are similar to the serif fonts but they're bold they're large um they're very blocky they are a very heavier font than your traditional serif. These fonts are usually used to display dramatic tones, um, very bold headlines, advertisements, book covers, posters, logos, all the things, okay? So some examples of this font would be Memphis, um, Rockwell, I'm trying to think here, Arvo and some companies that use this would be like Sony, Volvo, Honda. Go look those companies up and you'll, you'll see the dramatic differences. OK, the fourth type of font is going to be script fonts. OK, unlike serif fonts or script, script fonts have more pizzazz. Um, they give your design more detail they uh, mimic a person's handwriting sometimes. And if it's used right, it can really make your content look playful, happy, elegant, really portray a different tone. So even large brands like Kellogg's or Coca Cola or Barbie, they use script fonts. Now I will tell you script fonts are hard when looking at legibility. So you want to make sure that your script is portraying your company's personality, but it's not making your reader question, what does that say? You you really have to play around with scripts until you find one that is easily um, portraying the word to your customer. You don't want your customer to second guess what they're reading, okay? The last thing are going to be handwritten style fonts. And this is going to be fonts like um, Cohen, Community, Coffee. These are all different fonts that have either italicized or they look like a handwriting um, also one called permanent marker that's a pretty cool font but this is very informal um, it's a fun alternative to the traditional serif fonts if you want to go with a very unorthodox look um, it takes your brand to like a quirkiness level Um, and it's something that you can definitely consider depending on what the personality of your brand is. And we talked a lot about that in episode one, we'll talk more about that in the later into September, but you really need to decide what personality your brand has, because if your brand has a very playful childlike personality, you don't want to use a very bolded font. It's going to portray a different message. So some things to consider, five things to consider really quickly when deciding on your font would be what message you're wanting to portray, what the personality of your brand is, what are your values? Your values can really help determine your personality of your brand. Consider your color scheme when deciding on your fonts, because different color schemes might not fit in with different fonts. So if you have a very bold, sophisticated color, you're not going to have a playful childlike font. And then lastly, Make sure it's something that you're going to stick with for a minute because you can always pivot your brand, but you want to make sure that it is incorporating and, and really grasping the brand as a whole. Okay. So if you need more clarification on any of this, like I said, my free community will be in the show notes. I want to invite you back into the build a brand workshop. Please get registered. You're going to get so much value out of those two hours. If you're not already in our free community on Facebook, the link is in the show notes. You can also message me on Facebook. We can chit chat. I can find ways to help you when building your brand kit. If you don't already have a brand kit and you need help doing that, I have plenty of opportunities to help you do that. I've got some testimonials inside my free community as well that showcase some that I have done for customers um, that, in my opinion, are flawless looking. And all of my customers have been super satisfied with them. So I am up. Ten minutes goes by so fast. So make it simple. Make it social. Make it awesome. And I will see you next week.